Welcome to the G-Spot Podcast, where the G is for growth. Get your mind out the gutter. This is your girl, Dantesia, and I'm here to help you find your sweet spot in today's global marketplace. Now, guys, if you have an idea for a product or an invention, head on over to freeinventioncourse.com so you can get started on building your big thing today. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. DJ Q the music. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around, but those dreams have remained and they've turned around. Who'd have thought they'd lead spotters i missed you i missed you i missed you i know you missed me too how could you not miss me i'm excited to be back here with season two season one we gave you guys a lot a lot of products entrepreneurs a lot of foundations for business success but we're coming back this season and we're coming back hard looking for the growth we want to make sure you have everything that you need to have a successful 2019 i almost said 2018 but it's 2019 we're already one month into 2019 it's January 28th. Can you believe that it's already a month into 2019? So I want to welcome you guys back and explain how things are going to go this season. We are doing seasons now because I want to make sure that I can give you what I say I'm going to give you. So we're going to actually introduce seasons this year. We're going to have a season of about 14 to 16 episodes that will end in May. And then we'll pick back up in August and give you another 14 to 16 episodes. So that's how we're rocking and rolling this year in 2019. We're going to introduce some seasons because you girl need a break. I know y'all need a break. I need a break too. But I want to kick off season two with an amazing, incredible, brilliant, like, Yes, I'm so excited to have this guy on. I wanted to start the year off talking about one of the biggest titans in the industry for growth. And that is our dear friend, Jeff Bezos over at Amazon. And who better to have on to talk about Amazon than the guy who has mastered Amazon better than anyone I know. He has been in the industry for almost 20 years when it comes to success and selling products, he's one of the, um, what do you call it, mavericks in the digital online marketing industry. He sold on eBay back when eBay was just like this thing with a yellow symbol. He sold on Amazon and he actually posted a video from 10 years ago, guys, when he was talking about how today we were gonna be selling products using our personal brand versus company brands. He was predicting the future. 10 years ago and he hasn't aged a bit i'm so excited to have my friend my buddy the shoestring king himself john lawson joining us for this first episode back this season Ooh man i need to get that transcribed and make sure everybody introduces me that way 
I'm telling you, you're incredible. Like the stuff that you've done in the last 10, 15, 20 years, when the internet was just a thought, like an afterthought, people weren't sure it was going to work out. And oh. you were like, listen, this trend is coming. It's happening. Yeah. And people were not paying attention. And you saw the Amazon trend early. Yeah. That's and you were like, these guys are going to be giants. And so I'm going to follow them and talk about them. Yeah. And so like you do, you've documented their climb more than anyone else. And so I'm excited to have you on to talk about that. But first, tell the people, do a better job than me. Tell the people a little bit about yourself and your history. I'm really bad at that. But I will tell you that the basic story is that I was about to go bankrupt in 2001 because a friend of mine came to me and I was the guy working and I had good credit. And he was like, yo, let's flip this house. You know, that's before they had TV stations of house flipping, right? And I was like, um, okay, what do you need for me? He's like, all I need you to do is sign. And I was like, okay. And then we're gonna make $10,000, we'll split it. But long story short, that never happened. I got stuck with a hard money loan and didn't know how to pay it. I was on my job. I mean, I had a good job. I was a consultant for a major consulting firm. But I mean, I wasn't ready to have a second mortgage for a house, you know, and uh, I was talking to somebody about it. And he's like, well, why don't you sell some stuff on eBay? And I was like, isn't that like for used socks or something? He's like, no, you can sell anything. I was like, OK. So I started looking around my house to find things to sell. And I started selling used books because I was an IT guy and I had a whole lot of IT books. And, you know, once you learn how to code something, you don't need the book anymore. So I was like, OK, let's try to sell that. And that was the first thing I started selling on eBay. And uh, basically, probably like two months in of just finding stuff around the house, I had enough to pay the mortgage. And that got me hooked. And from then on, I mean, you know, 20 years later, here we are. <laughs> so how did so how did you move over from, or do you still sell on eBay? I still have a presence on eBay. I don't, okay. you know, it's not active right now just because, you know, the, the, the amount of, for what we sell, the amount of effort we'd have to put in just doesn't make sense right now, at least yeah. at this level, you know? So what do you sell? What do you sell, John? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So here's the thing though. I mean, over the years, I've sold everything. I mean, you can't, you know, if I didn't sell it, I bought it. I mean, I bought cars on eBay, you know, I used to flip event tickets on eBay, you know, I, I've done everything except like appliances. So the deal was, though, uh, I had kind of niched out into urban accessories. That's what I would call it. But it was the hip hop gear, everything from, uh, you know, uh, bling jewelry, uh, bandanas, sweatbands, all the stuff that would make your outfit. You know what I'm saying? If you were in the hip hop back in the, you know, early part of this decade and last. And um, of course, then the economy fell apart. And when the economy fell apart, nobody wanted to wear even fake jewelry. Nobody wanted to wear it. Right. Because every it, you can't fake that you're rich when everybody's broke. Right. Mm. You know, so like my business. <laughs> fell apart. My business was all about stunting and you can't stunt in a, in a bad economy. So right. um, we started, we had to take a step back and do the 80-20 rule. 
And the 80-20 rule really works on everything, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like 80% of our income comes from 20% of our products. So let's really isolate that 20%. So we did that. And then we went back in and did another 80-20. And I came out with five products. And one of those products was shoestrings. And I was like, you know, shoestrings are recession-proof. If you break your shoestring, you're going to buy another pair. And they're not very expensive. They're easy to ship. They're easy for me to produce. I already know the trends because we were already selling that product as one of our products. And nobody was really, like, uh, branded in shoestrings. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, let's try that. And that's how Shoestring King was uh born it was really born out of necessity once again which is kind of you know the mother of invention as they say mm-hmm. you know and i think the iteration in my life at least is all about that need to change need to move those are the things when i grow best is when i have to it's kind of i need, I need to simplify so what's funny yes. about this or interesting is how you went from a business where you were selling like all these high-end products, right? Buying and selling cars online, like <laughs> selling blinged out jewelry, selling things that sold a luxury lifestyle image. But the thing that has sustained and maintained over the years is the simple thing that we all need. Yeah. And that's shoestrings. And I can't tell you how often I don't wear tennis shoes anymore because of shoestrings. <laughs> like, I don't even wear tennis shoes. But when I did, it was always I need to clean my shoestrings and I would always lose one. Right. I'm like, okay, I need more shoestrings. Or I would pop one. It's like, oh, this thing is popped. I need more shoestrings. Or I want a color to match the shoes. And I'm like, I need different shoestrings. Where yes. do I find these? Right. And so it's always these little things that people need that people overlook. Totally. Like, all of my like really successful friends, they all say the same thing. They all sell a product that's super simple that people are going to need regardless of what's happening with the economy. That's the key right there. Everybody, when they want to start selling something online, they were always trying to sell the sexy thing. How do I sell iPhones? I'm like, dude, you know, you're going to get crushed. You're going to get crushed. You need to find something that is an everyday product that people buy without thinking. And that's where your success is going to be. Just think about this. I, I saw the story the other day that sweetheart candies are going out of business. But you just think, how did those little hearts, you know, they're finally going out of business, but it's it's really a cultural change that's mm-hmm. putting them out. But how did that little heart candy make money all of these years? And people don't get it. Yes, penny candies are not free. That penny, somebody's making a profit on that penny. It's amazing. But people overlook the fact that money grows on trees. Yes, they overthink, like, the we're in the overthink society, though, right? Because mm-hmm. tech is so sexy, and it was like, how do I build the next big unicorn? Like, that's everybody's mindset. What's this big thing that I have to create to change the world so that I can make money and make my mark or leave my mark and stand out above the competition? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they're missing the fact that all you need to do, especially if you're just trying to start out or grow, is just pick something really easy to understand, really simple, a simple solution, and then put some money behind it and see what happens. That's right. You've got to find a problem and solve it. And your example is a perfect example because I didn't even know that you shows, you sold shoe strings. Like, I had no clue. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no clue. And I was like, what does John tell? He's like, he sells shoe strings. I was like, what do you mean he sells shoe strings? <laughs> I, like, I, don't, I don't understand. What do you mean? <laughs> I was like, I don't understand that. I don't understand 
he's like on stages in Hong Kong and South Africa. He's selling <laughs> shoestrings. Like I don't get it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's funny. That's, but that's a testament to like keeping it simple and not overthinking it and being able to constantly grow if you're pushing a product that people are going to always need. That's right. You'll find, you'll carve out your niche and it'll be there for a long time. And I love even the niche part, right? Like we, people talk about it all the time, like, you know, find your niche, find your niche, find your niche. And people try to get super sophisticated with even that. Mm -hmm. right? It's like, I'm going to get super sophisticated and I'm going to find a niche that is I'm going to sell purple unicorns <laughs> to kids between the ages of four and, you know, like parents with who have children that are teenagers or toddlers. Like they get so super specific on a niche that they kind of price themselves out of being profitable. Mm. Well, I, you know, I think a lot of these businesses, if you actually looked at the, the big, the actual unicorn businesses and you talk to the founder of that business, I guarantee 98% of them will tell you, I never tried to start a unicorn business. Mm -hmm. You know, I never tried to start a billion dollar business. You look at like we're talking about Amazon. I mean, he saw a need where there was a, 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 a desire for books. And oftentimes, if he went into a bookstore, didn't have the book that specifically you wanted, but he knew that if he could put a in uh, 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 undefinable catalog online of books, then people that are looking for that single book, because he only had to carry that single book, could find that single book. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it was just an idea that turned into what you see today. I mean, a lot of times it was that that's just such a simple idea eBay was such a simple idea, you know? E-commerce in general are full of simple ideas that blow up. I remember the first time, I love this one, the unicorn again, Dollar Shave Club. Mm -hmm. I the first time I heard about them, saw them, I was like, they're gonna blow up just because they found this need and fulfilled it. Nobody wants to go and get, you know, a expensive razor every time. It's just like every time you, you, you're sitting there, the razor's dull, but you use it anyway. You cut your face up because you forgot to go to the, it was just so brilliant. Mm -hmm. Like, so anyway, that's just. I agree. Like it is. And so what's funny is you talked about Bezos and they show the picture of him when he first started Amazon in his in his garage and it's right. like him and he looks really dopey and frumpy he had glasses and he was sitting there at a table with books. Book. And there was like a sign behind him that said like Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> that was it. And he was literally just selling books. Yeah. And I remember the first time I went to Barnes and Noble and cause I'm an avid reader and they did not have my book. And someone said, you should go to Amazon. Did you can have it shipped to you. Change the game. Change the game. Cause Barnes so and Noble was like, it'll take us three days to get it here. It'll be a week. We'll order it. And once it's back, we'll let you know. And so it was like, it would be a week or two before you got a book if you know they didn't have it in the store and amazon was like we can get you this book in three days wow like we and, can and send to your house, send your send house. directly to you you never have to get up you never have to leave and how he expanded that from books to everything you can think of yeah to now moving into the medical field we'll talk about that in a second like he is dominating the marketplace like and that's where a lot of the growth even though they you know they have their ups and downs a lot of the growth and how we're moving and changing as an economy can be traced back to what they're doing at amazon right now 
Yeah. So I really want to talk about that because you are a master at Amazon. You have a whole website and page dedicated to like watchdog of Amazon. Yeah, it's watchingamazon.com. Yeah. Yeah, so watching exactly. So let's talk about some of the trends that you've seen happen um, over at Amazon in like the last maybe three years and what you're predicting will happen in the next maybe two years and where some people can kind of get in. On that. So, you know, uh, man, even in that three year space, so much has changed about Amazon. They just keep reinventing themselves. But uh, I think one of the, the most amazing things that Amazon really does is that they create solutions for themselves to disrupt themselves, right? And what do I mean by that? So uh, right now, Amazon is working on its own infrastructure to deliver products themselves, right? So no longer do they want to depend on package delivery from UPS, uh, the, the uh, United States Postal Service, FedEx. They don't want to depend on that anymore. So what they're doing is creating their own distribution channel to for the last mile delivery. And so now you'll see the vans running around, right, that are Amazon branded and delivering the package. That is actually disrupting their own business model by doing that. And then here's the deal. Once they figure out what they're doing, they usually open it up to other people for use. So you look at AWS, which is Amazon Web Services. That Amazon Web Services, that was the internal parts that run Amazon.com. Once they got that worked out, they're like, hey, we got plenty of space on servers. We can build more space on servers. Why not let people, other businesses, start their businesses on our servers, which are already secure and stable? And that's how AWS came about. And AWS right now, if people don't know this, it is it's it does more money than its e-commerce business. Oh wow. I yeah. didn't know that. Amazon Web Services is the money generator of Amazon today. And that money is allowing them to just blow up. That's why Amazon is able to compete in so many markets where they're low price leaders or they have free shipping. It's because they're taking money that they're making in other parts in other divisions and they're still putting that in their e-commerce division. Why? Because they understand that the most important thing that they have is the purchasing desire of an individual. If I know what you're purchasing, I know a lot about you, right? And Amazon's not the only people that know that, right? You think about it, your credit card company knows what you purchase, but they haven't figured out how to turn that into an actual business. Mm -hmm. And Amazon is able to take that information and now it's created a, a uh, marketing platform where you're doing Amazon advertising and overnight, literally, that is a multi-billion dollar company and it's, Number three advertising platform after a Google and a Facebook, Amazon overnight jumped into the game, said you can start advertising on our platform. And because their platform performs so well, based on the knowledge of them knowing what you're interested in, it's blowing up. This is what Amazon does over and over and over again, which makes them the most fascinating. And this is what I tell people. 
and, and why we do watching Amazon. It is the most fascinating technology company out there. And that's why we watch it. We watch it from a technology perspective to see where they're moving, where they're going, and how they're changing and disrupting every industry that they jump into. You just dropped like five bombs on me. Like legit. <laughs> There's so much I did not know in what you just said and i love amazon i'm constantly like reading about bezos reading about amazon reading about what they're doing i did not know that you can now advertise on the platform yes i was gonna ask i was gonna actually specifically say when do you think you'll be able to advertise directly on their platform i did not know that you could already do that it makes so much sense though because i am an amazon prime member and i have been since forever and a day ago and the amount of orders that i have placed in the last eight months mm. nine ten months since i've been back literally over a hundred orders over and, I, and i'm and i'm just trying not to sound obsessive <laughs> uh, <laughs> but let's just say over a hundred orders so they know what i need from essentials they know that I buy my family members and my friends and send them. They know what I purchase repeatedly because I'm a repeat loyal customer for most brands that I use. And I said to myself, I wonder when they're going to start targeting me specifically. I know they have like the featured item, right? And that's right. the Amazon chosen feature partnership item. But I was like, I wonder when I'm going to start seeing advertising on the Amazon platform that identifies and matches my tastes and desires. And you're saying that's already happening. Oh, yeah, that's already on the page. When you go to an Amazon product page, it has advertising all on it based on your prefer your preferences. I didn't notice that. <laughs> you know, I know. That's the cool thing about Amazon, too, is that they are the creepiest damn company in the world and they have no creep factor, you know? <laughs> wow. Like, I didn't even notice because because they have so many different things going on the page. Like there's so much, your brain just focuses in on your product, the size, the color, and the checkout button, right? That's and so all. All those other, other subtle things that are being like implanted. It's like you should buy this thing also because most people buy this with this, and most people do this with that, or you should check out this color or compare it with this model. Right. I'm just thinking that that's an algorithm, right? Like. Yeah, I'm not even noticing that it's an advertisement. Actually, what what they have first, they'll have like frequently bought together. So that's when you go down, it's like, hey, if you buy this, most people also will buy this at the same time. Then the next thing between, there's three things. The one in the middle is called sponsored products. And anything that's sponsored products, that's an advertisement. People are paying to be there. And then it says customers also looked for. So it, it gives you the upsell, a possible advertisement, and then a cross sell or a different, you know, brand, a comparative, yeah. yeah, thank you, a comparative item. Yep, right on the page, man, constantly. It's constantly. so interesting. So for people who, are, who aren't on Amazon, let's start with the people who are currently on Amazon. If they're currently on Amazon and they're currently selling products on Amazon, what are some ways they could grow their presence and their business on Amazon this year? What are some things you would you would suggest that they do to help get them more exposure or to get them more growth? Yeah, I mean, here's the, we were just talking about it, advertise, 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 advertise. And the thing is, is like everything I could tell you, like, let's say optimize and cross sell and use bundles, which I will tell you all those things. OK, mm -hmm. now uh, use bundles. Uh, if people is buying one of your thing, most people want to buy three of your thing 
or five of your thing. And you can do bundles like that right on the actual ad. Or you can do cross-sell bundles. So if I buy, let's say, uh, shoelaces, I might need shoe cleaner. And I'll put those two in a bundle. Uh, that's bundling. But advertising is the best thing. If you can make advertising work, for every dollar I put in, I get $2 back. Well, how many dollars are you going to put in? You're, it's unlimited. Unlimited dollars. Right. Until, until, the, until the ROI starts to decline. Exactly. Look at it. Yeah. Exactly. And so the deal is, is that what I tell people is that the only scalable thing in business is paid advertising. Mm -hmm. And everybody spends all their time trying to find freeways. But I love freeways. I'll do that. But it's not scalable. Right. Paid advertising is the fastest way for you to grow your business. But you got to know what you're doing or it's the fastest way to spend money. Exactly. And that's the biggest thing, right? Making sure you have the right experts um, and you're talking to the right people when you're spending that money. People ask me all the time, they say, how much content do you do? And I'm like, content? What are you talking about? Mm. Like, I don't write blogs. I mean, I do this podcast because I love doing the podcast and I love talking to people. But it's not my form of advertising or content, right? It's just like it's something that I enjoy doing. If I don't do it, I'm still going to make money. Right. right. But for some people, it's how they rely on getting customers, driving traffic. And I'm just like, yo, I pay, I pay to play. Like, <laughs> pay to play. It's, it's the shortest route to financial <laughs> freedom is paying to play, right? You just have to have the right people on there. Mm -hmm. And so for the guys that are and the gals that are listening, when you're thinking about Amazon and you're thinking about getting to the top of that page, figure out how much it's gonna cost you. Yeah, yeah. Right? Just do the numbers. Like my favorite saying is focus on the data, not the drama. You know, we tell ourselves all these stories about how things should go and how they should look in comparison to someone else's company and products. But those people that typically focus on data, data-driven companies, they excel because they're not thinking about the stories. Exactly. And that's why we watch Amazon because it's a data-driven company completely. That's all they look at, man. They were the first ones to do if somebody bought this, they might buy that. They put that into their algorithm, and that is probably one of the main reasons why they grew so fast in e-commerce, you know, because they were working on the data first. And people didn't believe in them back in the day, trust me. They didn't make, you know, money for years. Uh, for about the first 10 years. About to say, a decade, yeah. Yeah, the first 10 years he was in the red, but he was like, I'm going to keep doing it. And he even dropped the prime membership cost. And people were like, what are you doing? Why are you dropping the prime cost? And then he got really smart and he moved to a subscription service because people like to pay monthly for stuff versus once a time. Yeah. He started to make up some of that money. And then he was like, okay, we're making some money now. Let me go and buy or let me buy into the yeah. health industry. Right. Right. So like, what is he thinking? And I was saying, what is he thinking until I saw our article two days ago. Oh, said, man. You can now buy a hospital room I'm gonna for $240,000 via Amazon. I'm going to bust your bubble. I'm sorry. That is, well, here's the thing. As the story came out, and it's from Fox Business, right? That was the first place I saw it. And I've seen it everywhere else and it's taken off, but it's actually fake news. What it is, it's a third party that's actually selling it on Amazon. It's not Amazon themselves. However, the concept now is out. And I really think this is so disruptive to the medical industry. So it's a modular unit 
that is from a company called Med Modular, right? And they're selling it on Amazon for, like you said, 200 and some odd thousand. So, I mean, it's cool. It's a great idea, but it's not Amazon themselves okay. yet. Yeah, that's the key word. Because he did invest. He did buy into yeah. the medical industry. Last yeah, year. oh, he's about to disrupt he, he, it. Yeah, he acquired like several companies and like a, yes. a huge uh, healthcare insurance provider. And I was like, what is he planning? So what he's going to do, watch this, watch what will happen, is they'll work it inside of their own uh, company. Mm -hmm. So they'll be able to offer it to their employees. Once they get it right, it's coming to me and you. So, I mean, him and I think our health insurance from Amazon. Yeah, yeah. I think he and uh, 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 Buffett made a deal together and they said that they're going to disrupt the health industry. So it's coming big time. So for the people who are currently listening and they're trying to figure out how they can get in on some of this Amazon cash, right? Some of this, mm -hmm. some of the Amazon hype and the growth, like what are some ways that you suggest? Do you still suggest like basic product possibly drop shipping? Do you suggest looking into some of the future things that they're working on? Like, what are some easy ways for people who are listening who want to kind of get in and, on this Amazon craze? Like, how can they jump in and then grow rapidly? Or if it's not a rapid thing, what does it yeah. look like in terms of over time? You know, here's a, here's an interesting thing. And um, I, don't, I don't know. Again, rapid growth. Uh, people that, 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 that chase that are chasing dreams, honestly. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I don't know very, I know very few, I'm going to say that very few people. And I know a lot of people that do eco, very few people have ever just jumped in and grew and grew massively. Any usually brands that you see that did that failed like five times before that on other projects that they were trying to work on, you know, so don't chase that. What you really kind of want to chase is to be positive revenue growth. Right. Once you get to positive revenue, you can do many things in terms of growing that business. So uh, here's a couple of things that I like. The first thing I still tell people is first learn what you're doing. And the best way to learn what you're doing is start selling stuff around your house. You can do that on eBay. Uh, you can do that on Amazon. Right. So if you got books, you can sell your books. Use books again, just the same way I did on Amazon. Just scan the stupid barcode. When it comes up, you, it'll see on the right-hand side, it'll say, buy it now. And then below it, it'll say, I have one of those to sell. That's how you get started. And literally, you push that button, it'll walk you through how to set up your account, all the information you need. You don't need a course. I'm going to tell you something. Here's a secret. Shh, don't tell anybody. 90% <laughs> of these how to get rich Amazon courses are just rewritten help pages from Amazon because we know people don't read. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they're like, there's a help button up there for a reason. So you can read how to get started. You go to the bottom of any Amazon page and it's got uh, there. Let me see. I, I want to make sure I say there's a link that at that, the bottom that says sell on Amazon. It says make money with us. And right below it says sell on Amazon. And there's several ways you can sell and make money with Amazon. You can be an affiliate. They've got some, print on demand stuff where you can create your own designs and they'll print the t-shirt for you, send it to the customer for you, no money out of your pocket. All you got to do is set up that, you know, uh, 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 imagery and upload it to Amazon. And all of a sudden you're in business in the t-shirt business. So, I mean, there's a lot 
of opportunity on Amazon. It's not just go buy a product from China and sell it. And that's what a lot of guys are teaching, you know, the the, the drop ship. Drop ship, I've never done drop shipping because I never liked the model. That's me. But I will tell you on Amazon, you really could get in trouble drop shipping because you miss one of your orders and literally they'll shut you down. Like, yeah. You know, so I don't like drop shipping for Amazon. I like that for, you know, your own uh, product base or, or mm -hmm. sales channel. Um, but uh, one of the things we are running into is the rising cost of doing business with China. So if you're starting out today, start looking at doing it in other, you know, sourcing in other countries, South America, Mexico. Those are great countries. India, great country. Korea, great countries. There's more places than just China since we're having a little bit of trade, you know, war from, you know, China. Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah, like, yeah Vietnam. Vietnam is huge. Like Vietnamese are trying to like come in and take over yeah. like the whole China market. So yeah, you're right. Mexico, especially the South American com companies. Yeah. I mean, especially if it's textile. If it's that's what I was about to say. That's what we're, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, if it's a fabric based, uh, product, something that's cloth, textile, South America. Like, don't even waste your time going overseas to, mm -hmm. to China. Get it done right close to the U.S. where the, the lead times are less. Right. The custom fees are less. Much. Yeah, much, much less. Much, yeah, because we have agreements to bring their products in back and forth. So, uh, you know, just think smart. Look for, I'm working with a, a client right now, and, and what he's trying to do is so disruptive. It's like, I can't believe there's no product out here for this, you know? And so just really start thinking about how to uh, uh, fix a issue, fix a problem, yeah. find a problem, find a solution. You can make a lot of money. Absolutely. And I think that's the biggest thing. And I know when I talk to my actual inventors or people who want to be inventors and they say to me, how do I come up with an invention? And they're like thinking, I'm like, yo, just chill out. Just document your day. You are running into 10 problems every day and you are writing them off as little minor inconveniences. And you're like, oh, it's okay. This is just how I deal with this thing. Instead of just saying, this is how I deal with this thing, deep dive into it and see how many other people are running into the same problem and then that's, provide a solution. And it's something usually super simple. Yeah. Right? Your, your people were so awesome when I got to come down there and talk to them and go to your event. It was just amazing what you were doing with them and what they're doing themselves. It was really just eye-opening. I'm ready to start a product myself. I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm telling you. I know. There's always so easy and so simple. And people are, they'd say, oh, well, this is kind of stupid. No one's going to buy it. And I'm like, everyone is dealing with the same problem that you're dealing with. You should be the one that makes, that makes the money off the solution, right? Yes. And, oh, a lot of people just don't do it. So question, what yeah. do you wish you had known when you started out? Ah. <sighs> So this is that, what would you tell your younger self kind of? Yes, what would you tell yourself <laughs> 10, 15, 20 years ago? You know what, I, I, this sounds so cheesy, but it really is, you can do it. And I, and I, and, and it really does sound cheesy, but I have to keep telling myself over and over. And if I had somebody to tell me, look where you're going to be, you know, look where you are today, don't stop because if you look at where you are right now, it's always hard to envision yourself being where you really want to be. Yeah. So many steps and levels, just never give up. Never give up. You got it. You know, you got this. Yeah, there you go. You got this. How about that? 
I know. That's yeah. so, I, from a business level, I'll give you a business one too. All right. From a business level, I would I would really say debt is horrible. All right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It is. Uh-huh. Debt is slavery. I get that now. I didn't get that before, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, what we've done is, uh, I'm just trying to think of how to put this. Just say it. You can curse on the podcast. Oh, okay. This is not a PG. We're not on, we're not on radio. There's no I, you guidelines. Know, people sell so much bullshit to you that, look, I don't, I personally, I don't miss a, I never missed an event at my kid's school, right? I can go anywhere I want. I fly all over the country, all over the world and spend my time. I have created a lifestyle. You need to create a lifestyle. Fuck creating a business. Because if your business does not support your lifestyle, then all you're creating is a job. And I don't want a job. So if that's what you want to do, if you want to run a multi-billion dollar company with hundreds of workers and you're responsible for that and you've got all that on you, good for you. I want it to be free of all that. So really create the life you want and use the business to do that. So you don't have to build a multi-million dollar business to live a great life. That's what I would tell myself. Because I, I, I fuss with that a lot. I think that's the biggest misconception. I think that a lot of people actually think that the seven figures, the eight figures, the nine figures, like that's the way to freedom happiness. And there's all kinds of studies that show that once a person hits 75,000 to 125,000 wow. annually, they're happy. Like that's the, like you don't get any happier above yeah. that apparently, right? Yeah. It's, certain, it's a lot of certain personalities, certain right. personalities, right? For certain personalities. Good with people. Don't depend on me yeah. for your existence. I don't want a whole lot of people. I've got to make sure that their life is right, and they. Yeah, I just, I'm just not a great manager. See, I'm the opposite. Yeah, like, I'm like, how many people? How many can people? I boss around? <laughs> like, like, what's my capacity? Crossing people around, like so how how big can I get? That so if you're a person like me, you partner with people like you because that's that's the whole relationship in the Apple thing where you know you have Wozniak and you have Jobs. Two different. different. Yes, yeah. So and then you get way more done. So I get it. I totally get it. You just you just but again, you got to know what you want and just make sure you play into that and you'll be so much more happy. So build your business around your lifestyle. Absolutely. Totally. I, that's, that's brilliant. And I've actually done that with my current business. When, when people say to me, well, do you have an office where we can come visit you? Hmm. I was like, I have an office in every place that I'm at because I'm, I get a co-working space wherever I'm at. Right. So I was like, but I do not have a physical office that I am paying on for, you know, every day because my lifestyle is I might want to book a flight out of the country tomorrow and I don't want having to be in the office to stop me from doing that. Right. And that's, that's why I, I have a remote e-commerce too. Yeah. yeah. E-commerce. Cause I didn't want to do a lot of selling. Right. Yeah. I was like, I let Amazon sell for me. Yeah. 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 So build a lifestyle, create your lifestyle and then build a business around it. That's a brilliant nugget. Cool. What are you curious about right now? What am I curious about? I'm actually extremely curious about AI and where this is going voice commands, uh, which is 
basically AI. It's the computer being able to listen to your voice. Um, and, 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 and the uh, use of the artificial intelligence is and how that's going to impact the world. I don't think we are even you, you talk about what we just witnessed with uh, what was it? Three hundred and eighty thousand people out of work for the shutdown. Mm -hmm. Just extrapolate that by 10. Extrapolate that by 100. That's what's coming in the next 10 to 20 years where people are going to be literally out of business because of AI. It's amazing. And what, what's, what's that going to do to, you know, society? It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a big thing. And, you know, everyone's talking about, you know, that the way technology is moving and how a lot of jobs are going to be eliminated yeah. and how people need to kind of adapt to that and to educate themselves in certain areas as a result of it. And I don't think that we're taking it as seriously as we should no. because there's a lot of money being pushed behind it. You see a lot of these incubators and um, accelerators that are like, they're like searching for people who are doing work in that area. They're like, we'll give you a million dollars. Just to come working on. Yeah. 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 It's like, we'll give you this money, right? And so people are kind of sleeping on it. But you're right. It's going to be a huge thing. Those 800,000 workers who were not getting a paycheck the last 35 days, the economy felt that. Right, right, exactly. And we'll see that in the next numbers. We will yeah. see that. That whole month of these guys out of work, we're going to see those numbers. We are, we are. Mm. So ah. what, what, is, what is something you failed at? Do we have that much time left? <laughs> we do. That is the 80-20 rule again, guys. I'll just tell you, my warehouse is full of 80% of the shit that didn't work. Mm -hmm. Right? It's the 20%. I'm constantly looking for the 20%. So what did I fail at? Ah, ah, gosh. I don't... Say, what's the question again? Say it one more time. Um, what is something you failed at? Okay, something I failed at. God, it's so hard to find any failure in me. And, I, and I, <laughs> I said that to be funny, but then also, again, I say that not funny because I don't beat up on myself Good. at all. I just, I just, you know, that's a learning lesson. I won't do that again kind of thing. Um, I'm trying to, uh, yeah, th there was some, <laughs> there was some stupid chair that would move around and it was basically supposed to give you a workout, right? Oh my God. And, yeah, it was, you remember? So, and uh, it was called the hula chair. That's what it was, hula chair. And they had great branding and they had great stuff. And I knew it was a gimmick, you know, but I was like, I can ride this gimmick out. And um, now, now I got a couple of hula chairs still sitting in the garage there, you know. I want one. Yeah, you want a hula chair? I want a hula chair. Uh, I do. I sit in my chair a lot, so I want a hula chair just so I can hula in the chair. So when I come to Atlanta, I'm gonna come and get a hula chair. I'm gonna have Trina put it in her in her truck so you can drive it back down here next week. <laughs> that is stupid. That is funny. Hula chair, that's stupid, you know. So, but I mean, it's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'll give you a hula chair. Okay, a hula chair it is. So what's your favorite word? So we get into like the personal stuff now. Like we want to know a little bit about you. What's your favorite curse word? I'm sorry, not favorite word. What's your favorite curse word? Shit, totally. It's mine too. Really? Yeah. I that's got, I got a whole brand around it. <laughs> In fact, if you use the word shit as the discount code on my <laughs> website, you get 10% off. <laughs> <laughs> I am stealing that. At <laughs> Thank you. 
iinventshit.com. You use shit as a discount code. You get 10% off your order. That is awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I just, I love that word. You can use it in so many different ways. And it means so many different things the way you use it. So it's, you know, it's an actual thing. It can be a descriptive, it can be an adjective. You know, it's it's just an amazing thing. You can say, hey, look at that shit. Ain't that some crazy shit, right? You know, it's, yeah, or just shit. It's, a, yeah, it's just so, that word is great. And it's not as offensive as the F word. I agree. I agree. The F word, literally, I watch a great, great mind in in the uh, uh, in our space, right? He was on stage, and I'm watching the audience, and he says the F word, and I swear, like half of the audience turned off to him, mm-hmm. and never heard anything else he said afterwards. So it's like, yeah, that F word can be. But I've been throwing it around a lot lately. I agree. So you know what's funny about that is I curse a lot. I do. And I actually say the F word a lot amongst friends. Right. But if I get an email from someone I admire in the industry or I I watch a Facebook Live and I hear the word, I'm like, ooh. Yes. Did you have to go there? I'm like, ugh. (laughs) Did we need that? Right. It's it's crazy because I use it so much. Me too. But it's amongst friends in a private group, you know, or, or if I do say it on a Facebook live, it's so, it's not often, right? No, it's, it's so it's, rare. It's there for a reason. Yeah. For it's because I'm, I am angry at that moment or I'm fed up about something and it just really essentially, but people like, I'll see it in an email and I'll be like, there's one, two, three. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. It's, so post Gary Vaynerchuk world now. Yeah. A lot right. of people think that they're, Cool. I mean, when he did it, it was him. I was, I, I never got offended, you know, but now it's like every person that follows him wants to do that and think it's cool. It's weird. But anyway, it is weird. It is weird. Where we are now, right? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So what's your go-to order at your favorite hometown restaurant? Uh, my fa- So not a chain? Not a chain. Okay. So my favorite hometown restaurant has to be this place called Mary Max here in Atlanta. And if you ever, it's Mary Max Tea Room. It's been there since like the 30s. And when I go there, I always order the chicken fingers, which, yeah, you wouldn't think they're they're great, but they're fantastic because they're made out of chicken breast, just like a big cut of chicken breast. And that's just my favorite place. And they have this thing called tomato pie as a side. I can't even tell (laughs) you. You're making me hungry. I cannot even tell you. So, but if you come, Definitely, you know, next time we'll go to Mary Max. The next time you come, I want to take you. Okay, I'm coming. Yeah. Cool. So, so is there something I should have asked you, but I did not, that you want the people to know? I think um, one, one of, I, I didn't go all the way into the story, but it's just about the growth that happened from, you know, uh, like I said, almost going bankrupt. Like the first thing I sold was the books, and then I parlayed the book money into buying products because I ran out of stuff to sell around the house. So I took some of that money and started buying other products. Here's the most important thing that I I think I did is that I created a secondary business for me to leave my job. Mm. All right. Mm -hmm. I created a secondary income because my company at the time couldn't afford to pay a worker. Right. Mm -hmm. It, It still needed me to be free labor because as soon as I started eating off of that money, it would have, you know, fully, it would have broke, it would have, the company would have fallen. 
So I think a lot of people get their side hustle going and then they try to jump in and make that side hustle be their primary. And instead of doing that, what I did is created another side hustle and I used that money to sustain my lifestyle. And wow. it's the best thing I ever did or I would have crushed my own company. So. That is so smart. I don't think I've ever heard someone suggest a side hustle to cover the cost of you leaving your business while you grew another side hustle. Yeah. So it's yeah. like two side hustles. Because like you said, everyone gets the side hustle going and they're like, oh, I'm making 50, 60,000. Right. But they're not realizing that they're putting that money back into the business because they're paying their lights with their regular job. Yeah. And the yeah. minute you jump out, you leave your regular job, that 50, 60,000 now has to be income to take care of you and you can no longer invest it in your business. Well, if you have another side hustle that's bringing in two, three, four thousand dollars $4,000, you can now invest that into the business and eat off the other one. That is so smart. That's exactly two, three thousand dollars. <laughs> That's growth spot. That that you just hit the growth spot mm -hmm. for so many people. Wow. Guys, he just tickled your G spot. Yeah. That just happened. <laughs> he just tickled your G spot, guys. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's so brilliant. <laughs> you just tickled the G spot. I felt that. I was like, ooh. Yes. Do I got it, excited. I was Do like, it. Oh. Do it. All <laughs> streams of income. I think are one of the best. I mean, we even talking about Amazon and how they're growing. I mean, it's multiple streams of income. You know, that's why they were able to buy, you know, Whole Foods in and out. Bam. No, no problem. Crazy. Because they have multiple streams of income. It's important. Well, thank you for coming on and talking to the growth spotters and to myself today. You gave so many valuable nuggets. I know a lot of people are interested in Amazon. They're intrigued. They're confused. They're fascinated. And I think that you really did kind of touch on a lot of what's happening and how they're able to do what they're doing and some really smart, practical ways for people who are in or on Amazon already to grow and for those who are not to prepare themselves to be a part of that industry and what's happening there. So thank you for joining us today. I'm so grateful because that, I know how busy you are. That was I don't know what best. continent you're on. That was one of the best interviews I've ever had. So I'm, yeah, oh, I'm gonna I'm use this forever. Yay, 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 yay. <laughs> All right, so guys, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that you had your G-spot tickled this week because I know I did. I'm feeling all good and excited and refreshed. If not, we'll be back same time next week trying to tickle it again. Thank you for joining us. And if you have not subscribed, go to thegrowthspot.com. Subscribe so you can get the email updates when the podcast goes live, as well as any offers and live events that we're going to be doing and holding this year in 2019. Thank you guys for joining us and see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the G-Spot Podcast. If you have a product you want to create, head on over to www.freeinventioncourse.com and get started on building your incredible thing today.